Welcome, Sara. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, to uh, the Poker Podcast episode two. Thanks. Great to have you here and awesome to see you. I've, it's been so long since I've seen you last time. Yeah, this is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to have you. And I called you in a little bit short term or yeah. short notice, sorry, because my other guest, you know, came down with COVID, which seems to be a happening thing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it was really, it was awesome for you to just jump in and after you've done... How many classes have you done today? Today I had um, eight classes and one like client coaching session. So I've been talking a lot today, so I hope I have some voice left, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll, you'll do absolutely great. We can always turn the volume up on your, on your mic. Yeah, good. But uh, introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about what you do. Oh, wow. Mm. I'm, I'm just me. I'm just Sara. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, uh, I have my own studio now with uh, like I do sports instructing stuff. And uh, basically I am a sports instructor. Like I went to school for that. But a few years before I started doing like uh, these uh, skincare and makeup things like a side hustle, I guess, as an entrepreneur. And I was really young, so it was just like trying out the stuff and so on. But then uh, when I graduated, I noticed that I could actually do this as well, like with the, in the sports like industry or with health and wellness. And so I just slowly started doing some stuff on my own and like also for other people, like worked at, at the swimming center and so on. And then now it's this whole thing where I have a lot of different stuff. And it's like, it's so messy. I don't even like, that's why I'm now trying to make it, it sound like something, but it's like so messy. I don't even know. That's awesome. Sometimes <laughs> it's the best way to start though, is just, you know, throw yourself in the deep end and then figure out which is the shortest way to swim. Yeah, exactly. Right. So your company is called Wellness by Sada. Wellbeing by Sada. Wellbeing yes. by Sada, sorry. Yes. And so you started as a, in the beautician or, or the beauty side yeah. first. Yeah. What inspired you to do that initially? Uh, well, I've always loved makeup and skincare and like all the girly stuff. And my it was from my, my aunt because she did this same thing. And it's like I'm a skincare consultant. So it's these products that I show to people and teach them. And then I sell those products. And I always used them when I was a kid. Like even though I didn't need any skincare when I was a kid, but still I loved it. So it was so fun. So um, then I just started to do it myself because I love the products and I thought it was fun. So it was mostly for fun, I guess, okay. in the beginning. Awesome. Well, yeah. I, you know, Sade, <clears throat> my daughter, Yeah. she's now uh, seven uh-huh. years old and she's, you know, all into the makeup mm-hmm. and <laughs> Yenny's really struggling to keep her away from, from all of her makeup stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can see kind of where the passion comes from also. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting because we, we live in, a time where that side of things with social media, mm-hmm. you know, and this kind of influence that my daughter gets, mm-hmm. you know, it's all driven by that. Like yeah. everything she watches on YouTube or yeah. whatever it is, is all driven around this makeup beauty kind of I know era. that's scary now because when I was a kid, we there wasn't social media at all. We didn't have anything, so we were just like learning by doing and you look like a clown and you have no not, no videos to look at just your mom or something 
for it. It seriously surprises me actually how good she is at it. Yeah. You know, wow. she can put lipstick and eye stuff. Yeah. I really struggle with all the terminology. So <laughs> that, don't, that eye don't stuff. Okay. Eye stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, we spoke a little bit um, before the podcast about my skin issues. I've been having skin mm-hmm. issues lately. And, you know, I realized that there's this whole... Empire empire and world to yeah. you know skincare yeah and and you know what we consider wellness and mm-hmm. also it's relative to diet and yes. all these sorts of things as well yeah. do you do anything on the diet side for people or you mainly give them advice regarding you know external skincare um i do now because i just graduated as a health coach so mm. but it's like separate i think still i or i think they kind of like support each other these things mm-hmm. i do them separately but still because i have education from both i can kind of like you know it, it's a it's a whole um uh thing like everything is connected so i guess yeah 100 percent. and so let's backtrack a little bit so uh-huh. we first met when i was a personal trainer yes and i started boot camps in portobol yes and that's how we got introduced. So yeah. I have a little bit of the fitness background. And one thing you really do learn from the fitness side of things, mm-hmm. how interconnected everything mm-hmm. is regarding... Everything. Everything. Health, you know, physical health and fitness, yeah. mental health and fitness, yeah. you know, internal health and fitness yes. related to nutrition, so on yes. and so forth. So you're, what you're building now... And, and the service that you're providing your customers is trying to encompass as much of that as possible. I guess, yeah, like kind of by mistake, but it, like I wasn't planning on it in the beginning, but, and I just had these different kind of uh, interests myself that I wanted to learn for myself, I guess. But then now that I've studied the things, it's just, as you say, like you notice everything is connected. It doesn't matter if you just go hard at the gym, that doesn't matter if your sleep is is crap or you have your stress levels are too high or your diet is bad like everything is connected and if you get skin issues like sometimes you that's something you can't uh, control but most of the time that's also something you can prevent or cure just by with your lifestyle Mm. so it's like everything is one whole yeah thing it's definitely a rabbit hole yeah (laughs) (laughs) so and i see you know I see on your social media, mm-hmm. you do this. You, you're going to have to explain this to, I think, a lot of people. Uh-huh. You have like these jumping shoes. Yes. What, what's this called and, and what's it about? It's kangaroo jumps. It's the name. So it's like a kangaroo uh, inspired shoes, I guess. But that's actually, um, it's hard to explain without showing a picture or video how it looks like. Because people are like, what? Some shoes you jump with? But it's like, they actually were made... Uh, in the beginning for rehabilitation they uh, were made to for the like runners i guess that had their joints like like completely teared and like so bad and or some people that were uh, recovering from surgery or something because if you do exercise with normal shoes it's like this hard surface to jump or run on and that's that can be really hard for your joints um, if you do it a lot so with the with the kango jump shoes there's a trampoline under the shoe a big thing it's <laughs> like then, a, it's like a spring right yeah if i'm trying to kind of describe it yeah it's like a 
eye-shaped spring. Yes, is that exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then there's like metal, the shells, and then there's a teespring in the middle, which is like made of plastic and it's, so it's bouncy. And it basically reduces 80% of the impact that you have with normal shoes, which makes it really like, well, it's bouncy and okay. it's fun, but it's really like safe for pe- people with overweight because it's it protects the joints and it's like just so fun. <laughs> and there is so many health benefits uh, like other than than the joint safety, like with how it works on your cells when you jump. It's your body works in a completely different way compared to jumping with the normal shoes. Okay. So it's a trampoline shoe. Yeah, because I, I can imagine, you know, skipping as an uh-huh. exercise is, you know, has a huge history of being a great yeah. both warm-up exercise and conditioning exercise. Yeah. And then you have, if you go back, you know, to these like 70s and 80s fitness videos that uh-huh. had like these mini <laughs> trampolines. Yeah. Right? So if, we, if we're kind of thinking about the relative yeah. exercise, then this would be like a little personal trampoline on your feet. Exactly. Yes. And the... The thing with the like trampoline, the actual trampoline that you jump on, you get the same benefits with the joint stuff and, and so on. But this is much more fun and everybody should try it. <laughs> <laughs> are you the only one doing it in... In Porvo, yes. In Porvo, yeah. But we awesome. are in Finland, we are maybe, I would say, close to 30 or uh, we participated in a TV show last year. So that made the whole thing like kind of expand a lot yep. suddenly. So now I don't know how many we are, but it's we're growing that's awesome. Yeah. But it's really cool. Yeah. And it's always good to see, you know, the fitness industry, even since I was a personal trainer, uh-huh. you know, it changes all the time. Yeah. And it's, we're always discovering new things about health and about fitness yeah. and, you know, but, but joint damage and, and, you know, uh, meniscus damage, mm-hmm. ligament strain. Mm-hmm. These are all, you know, things that we've been trying to solve issues for yeah. for such a long time. Yeah. Especially in people that are overweight or in uh, or in elderly people, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you just get put in this category where like a walk a day is enough. Yeah. You know, even though it's, <laughs> you know, from just from a from an, uh, you know, like a bone and, and yeah. joint perspective. Exactly. Even though they have the energy or yeah. they might even have the muscle mass to do more. Yeah. But going for a run is just not an option anymore. Exactly. And so that, this could be a great thing, right? This is a huge thing. And that's like, it makes me so, so happy when customers come to me and, and say that they haven't been able to run or do any kind of exercise in a very long time because of their joint problems or back problems or whatever. For example, my mom, she has these, a lot of problems in, in her knee and has had surgery and also in her back. And she's a former runner, like she ran, ran marathons and stuff. But then she couldn't do anything for a long time. But now with the shoes, she has like no problem. She can jump with them and still get the exercise and the benefits of all of that, but uh, without the pain, which is huge. And she's like one in, in so many that has come to me and told them, like told me that it's amazing to be able to move again. That's awesome. So it's so good. So good. Yeah. So what do you do, do you, what do you do in them? You just you jump up and down, you run or you know You I, can do that. Okay. Uh there's different like um I would say not genres but like uh styles of the of the sh- like shoe what you can do with them. So well they were first made just to go running with outside or wherever and we do that in the summer a lot. We go running um of course not in this on the snow not on ice not on in winter <laughs> but in when there's no snow we can run outside 
And then you can do what I mostly instruct is these um, classes where we do a choreography. So we jump with them, we do different movements and we make a choreography out of it, which is so fun. <laughs> and then you can do even more dance stuff and then you can do more like interval, like just do one jump, like Tabata style. And you can also do uh, muscle training with them. Okay. That's kind of incorporated in the classes as well. Okay. Kind of like, like squats or yeah. squat jumps or these kind uh, of things. Yeah, like, we do squats yeah. a lot. That, that improves the balance a lot because the shoe is uneven yep. on the okay. bottom. And then we do a lot of like lifting because the shoe weighs about two kilos per shoe. So you can do like if you hold onto a rack or something or a tree if you're outside, you can do um, glute kicks or lifts or you can do on, the, on your back, you can do different types of ab exercises and balance. Like there's different things really interesting yeah. what's the minimum age for this well we have shoes for kids i don't have them because i don't instruct kids classes but there is shoes for kids and it's from like 18 kilos so it depends on, on your weight and then from 18 kilos up you can start like jumping because then they also do the bouncing <laughs> if you weigh under that then it's like it doesn't work <laughs> really so, interesting yeah, yeah. So after you decided to get into the the health aspect mm -hmm. of you know how you were progressing in in your career, what how did you find these kangaroo shoes? Yeah, um, that that was like weird to me because I thought I had tried everything in the like every sport there is because <laughs> a sports instructor and we had it in school like every everything, and also because love to like work out and stuff I tried everything but then I was having these classes in Vanta and it was this other kind of weird thing where we we have this bungee type of thing from the ceiling and then we do these jumping things as well <laughs> so one customer there asked me if I had heard about kangaroo jumps because she had tried it and I was like what sorry what <laughs> and she had to to write it down for me because I had never heard of it and then I googled it when I came home and I immediately um, sent a message to the one who has brought it to Finland that I, I just need to become an instructor like now, please. <laughs> awesome. So that's how it happened. Yeah. Really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, how long have you been in business for now? With the Kango Jumps or Yeah. And, and with the wellness side and beauty side. Um, the beauty side, I started when I was 18. So that's okay. soon eight, eight years. And then I started... Um, I went to the sports instructor school, um, Ammattikorkeakoulu, in uh, 2015 and graduated 2018. So I, I guess I started a little bit during school, but I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the Kangoo Jumps is now since 2020, since February 2020, so just before COVID hit. Oh. It's like... <sighs> That's unlucky timing. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you have lots of restrictions? Yeah. Yeah like we all yeah. have had <laughs> yeah it's been a really interesting yes couple of years yes um so let's talk a little bit about your business since you've transitioned from the beauty side mm -hmm. is the kangaroo jumps are they your main source of business now mm, maybe i would say maybe all the classes because i don't do only that Okay. Now I have my studio where I have different kinds of like group exercise classes, but I think it's um, mostly that, yeah, 
but then I also I'm a health coach now so I have coaching clients and then personal trainer clients yeah okay. so it's like I don't really know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with numbers and stuff I just do so I sometimes it's best yeah <laughs> it's just to do it exactly yeah you can get stuck and you know I speak with a lot of new entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. I do some small consults consulting on the side mm-hmm. and uh you know I speak with with Andre pretty often about his business and uh-huh. and we've been working through that and yeah. COVID's been a really tough time for new yeah. businesses also and the decisions you make and mm-hmm. the paths you go down sometimes you can get really stuck in the details yeah and sometimes you just need to kind of get out and just do it yeah and then just kind of figure it out as you go exactly sometimes it's the best way exactly yeah. and to me it's more more important to just like like what i do and have fun otherwise there's no point of doing it i think so everything i do is i would do it of course i wouldn't do it like anything if it was like free and I couldn't get any money, but I still would do the Congo jumps because it's so fun that I don't even like, I don't need to get paid for it. It doesn't I, feel like work. No, it no. never does. It's the yeah. best thing. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, you're in the service industry, so, yeah. you know, if you're not enjoying it, your customers aren't enjoying it. Exactly. And it, it's so obvious. Yeah. So it's awesome to hear that you found such something, you know, that you really enjoy doing yeah. and you, you're able to offer that service to yeah. a large group of people. Yeah. What, what have been the challenges since starting as an entrepreneur for you that you've experienced? Mm, I would maybe say that I was so young that I guess it was more in my head that I thought people wouldn't take me serious and that I'm just this small little, uh, small. you're just a small little blonde girl, you don't know anything. And I guess nobody ever told me that. I don't think that that was really how people thought. I realize now, but that's how I thought it was so a lot of like limited beliefs and like things too that helped me back a lot in the beginning I think um and of course like COVID and all of these things has been a fucking hell but it's those things you they will always I think be there in some form yeah there's always some kind of challenge for sure whether it's economic or yeah or you know, it can be personal also yeah. as an entrepreneur. It's stressful to run your own business. It's mm-hmm. stressful to manage your own money and manage your own mm-hmm. clients. And <laughs> it can be stressful. Yeah. So, but you did start very young, which I, personally I find very interesting. I also started quite young as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur and, you know, definitely did a ton of wrong things. Yeah. Um, and I'm still doing, you know, making mistakes <laughs> every day. Good <laughs> so, to know I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, I'd, you're definitely not the only one. Um, I think every entrepreneur out there yeah. regardless of their experience level still making mistakes yeah um you know but those you're still in business after you know eight years mm-hmm. and that shows that you're doing something right yeah right i guess yeah and i get easily bored so i just have to always come up with new stuff and i just told the my like best friends and family that next time i get this good idea of something like small a small nice little project that i want to do just stop me please <laughs> Stop me, because now with the studio and everything, it's been awesome. And this is exact, exactly what I wanted to do and has been dreaming of. But it's so much work. <laughs> and it's so I'm so tired. It's so horrible. But it's worth it. Yeah. When did you get the studio? Like two weeks ago. Three what? weeks ago. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big step. It is. This is the first place you've kind of rented. Yeah, as my own. As your own. Yeah. Up yeah. until now, I've been... My own classes I've had outside mostly and then rented some places. We just went everywhere with my people. And then 
I instruct to other gyms and to like other business, like other companies. But now I have my own place for my own kangaroos. Yep, that's, so that's nice. Are you, are you trying to incorporate also the beauty aspect to that location? Or? Yeah, I have my a little, a little small like kitchen office there where I have my beauty stuff and, and the coaching things and everything. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, One location where you can have an all-encompassing. Yes well-being by Sarah. Yes, we all already planned to have, because now we have this Friday uh, class called Perjantai Bilet, which is Friday party. And then now now we're planning to, to make it into Perjantai Poret. After the party, we have this bubble, like what's the Ulkoporeallas? Um, this um, jacuzzi yeah jacuzzi outside there and nice. then after training we just go there and have some scumpanding so that was again just this fun little idea great idea <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> a great idea exactly my i'm sure my wife is 100 percent in on that yes come <laughs> uh for you you know you have your own location now mm-hmm. what are you planning to do in the future is it something that you're just working day by day on or do you have a a grand master plan of course i do <laughs> <laughs> cool um but it's like uh, don't, don't tell me it's a secret <laughs> <laughs> no it's not a secret i guess but it feels like i know it's always scary to talk about the like big dream somehow i don't know one day like uh, or back in the day this was like that big dream that i was afraid to say out loud that i now have my studio so maybe you should just say it <laughs> but i would love to be able to not be like stuck to one place i don't mean stuck but i mean like um that i have to every day be at this location i want to be able to be anywhere in the world and still work from there which is not possible now because i have to be physically in on my classes and i want to because i love it but one day i would like to maybe be able to do the coaching and all of the like selling the products so much online that i don't have to be at the location all the time i can just yeah. Be on the beach somewhere. Because now this snow is... <laughs> I'm done. I feel you. <laughs> I guess you do. I feel you. I, yeah. You know, I come from a very warm place. I know. You know, And the worst thing is, is that when it's winter here, it's summer in Australia. Uh-huh. So my, all of my friends Mm-mm. are just on beaches, on boats, no. surfing, eating fish and chips in the sun. Oh. It drives me nuts. If it was summer here as well, I wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. But it's mentally challenging. Yeah. When for it's sure. like this here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't even imagine. <laughs> it's mentally challenging. Yeah. There's a unique opportunity now in our in our day and age where we can work remotely. Mm-hmm. You know, this didn't exist 10, yeah. 15 years ago. That's true. So I don't think, you know, that's such a big dream. I, I think it's very... Well... I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. I know it's possible. It's just at the same time, I'm like, but but... I want to be with my kangaroo family like every day all the time, but I still want to be at the beach. <laughs> so it's like how to do, you know, you can't have everything. Yeah, but you, you can just expand your kangaroo family. Yeah, that's true. Right? So mm-hmm. if you see true. it that way, the more people you can serve, the larger the families that you have. And that's true. That's it true. is hard though, especially in the service business, and I find this in the restaurants also. Mm-hmm. I have a particular way in which I want to see my business represented and the programs that I do represented and mm-hmm. you know I have my own coaching style and my own customer service style mm-hmm. and it can be hard to hand that over yeah you know and give that to someone and yeah. find that person that represents you in that way that you go 
yes you know what i mean you're yeah. doing a better job than i could yeah yeah i i hear what you say because i've been thinking like if i sometimes like sometimes i'm just like i could never trust anybody to do this that i'm doing now even though i'm like oh it would be so nice to just delegate this not have to do all of this boring stuff i could just go and have fun and have my classes you know but then i don't trust anybody to do it as well you know even though i'm not good at that, that but still it's hard to i don't know because it's you it's your baby and then you somebody else gets it 100 but i can there is a little bit of you know solace that i can give you okay you do eventually find that person okay good <laughs> uh, yeah it, it takes time yeah and i think another part of it is you're not 100 sure what kind of person you're looking for yet mm -hmm. because you're still in this stage of business where you're developing your client base and you're mm -hmm. developing your products and mm -hmm. the services you offer so you don't have a very clear image mm -hmm. of like okay this is the kind of person i need to find yeah you know you can find people with energy but then they're missing kind of that other x factor mm -hmm. you can find people that know how to run the business that yeah. don't give so much energy but yeah. when you eventually have a much clearer picture on what it is that you are Yeah. trying to achieve yeah then at that point you'll oh, identify that person i can't wait because that's on my big dream list to have my 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 like person that i can that is a another like me that gets exactly i don't even have to say anything she just knows what to do you know yeah the person can read your mind exactly yeah yeah that would be fun <laughs> You'll find that person. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, yeah, it, it takes time, but Thanks. eventually you do. Okay. And you know, for for us, or for me in the restaurant business, you know, now I have many restaurants mm -hmm. and lots of restaurant managers. Wow. And my job has changed from being the customer service guy mm -hmm. to being the coach mm -hmm. to the customer service people. Ooh. And that's that's an interesting transition because yeah. you go from the person that's Mm, directly impacting the day-to-day -to, -day mm -hmm. to the person that has to have a little bit of a bigger picture on how things are going to progress in the future mm -hmm. and how you maintain the day-to-day -day. wow it's a transition it changes but it's really cool it's is a good... it scary i don't know if it's scary but it's stressful okay yeah it's stressful because it's stressful on the on the mental aspect mm -hmm. because you doubt your decisions Yeah. And you doubt the, or, or you know, you question the, oh man, is this the right direction? Is this mm -hmm. the right person? You know, mm -hmm. is this person responsible enough? You know. And it can go so wrong. But then you learn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I, you know, I've had partnerships go wrong and mm -hmm. I've had people in, you know, representing my businesses and my companies that haven't been a great fit in the end. Mm -hmm. And you learn then you kind of continue to filter down mm -hmm. that person that you're looking for mm -hmm. to eventually find that yeah. key yeah. individual. Ooh, interesting. So now tell me, give me three tips. Because as I said, I'm useless on the personal care side. Okay. And even on the fitness side, I haven't been great lately. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But give me three tips or that you would give anybody to look after their basic well-being wow three th things how can i ever get down to three things um i would say get rid of the poisonous things in in your life and that can be 
so many things so that's actually like maybe in that one thing is probably a hundred things <laughs> but it's like food the poisonous food for your body because food is the i believe the baseline and also the poisonous people and the poisonous just things that don't make you happy and things that um affect your mood negatively and like sometimes social too much social media can be poisonous sometimes it's good to like get inspiration or something but it can be poisonous so just everything poisonous in your life get rid of that that's one <laughs> and then <laughs> uh i would say um this is a hard question because i'm trying to think what i would say i have a, like a lot of different things and i can't pick which ones are most important because there's so many but i would say surround yourself with people who uplift you because if you are with people that are put, like giving negative energy you can help it but also get negative and that's not worth it i guess i, I think because life is too short and then a third one for what did what was it general well-being yeah mm-hmm. um sleep a lot and work out perfect okay that's like that was one it's four <laughs> but it's fine okay it's fine i want to talk a little bit about the poisonous thing uh-huh. because this is something i think a lot of people struggle with yeah and now the way in which <clears throat> our lifestyles have changed identifying that poisonous aspect of your life can be really complex mm-hmm. you know because we all have social media yeah you know what i mean yeah it's just you know but we don't really know how to limit ourselves and i think especially you know my generation or, or you know our generation because we're kind of we're the first generation to be you know so heavily involved with being online mm-hmm. we haven't quite learned how to deal with that yeah. really and we're still kind of going through that yeah is there something that you think people can use to identify whether social media and online being online is good or bad for them i think people don't know the difference i don't i don't think people really think about it or i don't know but this is like kind of the vibe i get and people like sometimes like don't even understand or grasp how much they are affected or how much like insecurities they can have because of something online or or like just anything and and i guess even more like young people because that's all all they know we still have had the time before social media and i'm so happy for that but the young people they don't even know that's their reality and mm. i think that's really sad yeah definitely my daughter's already struggling really you know she's just there's just struggling to the point where or or in regards to where it's it's just like an extension of her yeah arm uh-huh do you know what i mean yeah i try to limit it of course and i try to you know take we we still go on hiking trips and yeah a part of renovating the camp van yeah was that was getting away as a family and trying to separate from the technology a little bit but it's very hard you know all of her friends are on the phone all the time and so that generation is going to really they got it they got a big uphill ahead i think yeah from a mental aspect yeah exactly can be really tough yeah yeah and it's just there all the time and of course you get addicted to it because it's made that way so it's an addiction and it's like 
for me too like i'm not gonna deny it it's like here all the time like now i'm struggling not to look at it but i'm really trying (laughs) (laughs) yeah and we well we justified also from a business aspect Mm -hmm. because we do use it as a business tool yeah and it does have a component which you know yeah is really important yeah i think that the online content of your business and uh we spoke about this in the last episode Mm -hmm. with andre the way in which a business represents itself online has become very, very important yeah. as the pool of uh, competition has just continually increased. Yeah. So it, it can be tough, you know, for us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I find myself on it all the time, mm. you know, checking out competitors or, mm. you know, looking at our own feed and thinking about how we could do things better or whatever it might be. Yeah. But it's definitely challenging. Yeah, it is. And especially because so much is on there and like on the different platforms and also all my customers are there which I talk to every day and then you get so easily distracted because then some something is popping from here something from here and then you find yourself scrolling through like whatever weird things for five hours and then (laughs) oh that was my day well I still have a lot of work so I'm gonna work through the night then like it's it's horrible 100% 100% yeah and it gives a really false reality which I which I struggle with also. Yeah. You know, on the fitness side, mm-hmm. you know, extremely. Yeah. As you said, though, it can be good for, for motivation as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're someone that can look at, um, you know, another individual and go, okay, I'm inspired by that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the gym. But most people aren't. Mm. They look at it and all they experience really is like this faint underlying jealousy factor yeah that kind of plays on their mind yeah you know and i guess a lot of shame i think people people feel because they're not that and they should be according to well whoever the society that's why we have filters yeah exactly right (laughs) but you know and what i love because you you know you did what eight classes or eight sessions today they just come and you're just like you know well, ready I had, to go i had time sweaty. to shower so i wouldn't smell now for you guys but i didn't have to do anything else or time but well it is what it no, is no but i appreciate that i think it's really like honest also yeah you know because most people be like no can we do the podcast at nine o'clock because yeah i need to go home and get ready yeah you know what i mean because it's like i don't have time for that yeah exactly <laughs> I no just, you know, like, i prioritize I my sleep <laughs> yeah 100 how many hours a night do you sleep oh I would like to say something else, but I know exactly how much I need and it's a little less than that now because it's just crazy now, but I really prioritize my sleep. I do, but I guess I, I know I need seven and a half. That's my golden time, but I get about six or six and a half right now, but I'm, why, why I'm working that? on that. Why is that? Because I don't uh, give up my mornings, my morning routine. That's important to me. And I wake up really early and I don't want to give that away because that's the only time I get to myself. And then I work, my work is until my classes are quite late. And then it takes time to shower and go home and clean the studio and, you know, eat and say hi to the people. And you, so it's... And calm down also. Yeah. You need like that calm down time. Yeah. You know, you try to put all of the work at the back of the mind. Because mm-hmm, otherwise you just, you don't sleep well. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, so it's, but I'm working on it. What's your morning routine? Ooh. Talk to me, Miss Young Entrepreneur. I love my morning routine and I sound so <laughs> so nerdy when I talk about it. But I really love my morning re- routine and it's, I can, I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, so I wake up, 
every day 5:25 that's the exact time and i i get up and i go out for a walk immediately usually i live like 20 minutes walking from the center so i walk to the old town and back and then i go to the shower i have a cold shower i love it <laughs> now i sound so dorky but yeah uh, and then I usually take my supplements and put on a coffee because that I have made the day before, you know, it, it's these things that make me so happy that I have perfected a routine and it makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> so I put, I just put on the coffee machine cause it's ready. Oof. Uh, it's the details. And then I, um, I usually make breakfast already because I'm in the kitchen, but I don't have it right away because I'm not hungry at that time. And then I, uh, usually do my makeup and everything so that's done put on my clothes make the bed and stuff and then i have this like quiet time i usually read the bible and i have some affirmations and then i have my goals that i usually read through or i write them down like again because because that makes it stay here and then i uh, that usually takes about two and a half hours so then it's time to go <laughs> i take my breakfast and then i leave for work usually awesome yeah and i like to do that slowly like it's it's exactly like coffee now my supplements now it's this and it's i just love it routine so routine yeah. so important yeah having kids i'm i'm obviously envious because oh, no, having sorry. kids destroys routine yeah i can't imagine yeah as, as hard as you try mm -hmm. you know like you have this routine where you put them in a bed at a certain time yeah and they just don't go to sleep you know what I mean? And you go, okay, we're going to put them to bed at 7.30. Yeah. And after that, we'll make ourselves some kind of light snack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 8.30, 9 o'clock, you're still going in and out of their room. Oh, no. It's tough. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you. I feel so much yeah. better now. That, you know. <laughs> oh. But routine is really important. Yeah. Um, what supplements do you take and why? Uh, I take the vitamin because of winter we here. We live in Finland. Yeah, and and exactly, <laughs> we live in Finland. And I take omega threes because I don't like fish. I don't really eat fish, so I need that. And then I have this uh, stuff that is called black stuff. It's for your um, gut to heal the gut and to give you like the good good things for your gut that we don't get anymore from the food. And then there's these, like, because I'm so active in my work, I take these other things. I don't know if they help, but it's more like maybe for my, you know, when, like I now I take this so I will push through this day with all the classes. It's those like boosters for physical activity. Okay. That's about it. Cool. And lemon water. Why did you choose those based on research you did or? or... Yeah, both research I, I did and then because it's uh, um, I guess it was because I participated in this biohacking thing in 2020 we were there with the Kangoo shoes we had our own stand but there was a lot of different supplements and like it, like interesting stuff and there was the black stuff guys and so I just learned about it and was like I think I need that because I've had troubles with my gut uh, as I think most people do have <laughs> and mm. uh, that's why and, and some of them because it's like Finnish brands and yeah know, support your local black stuff yeah black stuff I have to check it out yeah gut health is something that I struggle with for sure yeah 
um, I'm not sure why, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I eat pretty reasonable and balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my gall bladder removed Oof. like two years ago. Okay. And it's been pretty interesting since then because diet has to change a little bit. Yeah. Um, I haven't done too much research into it, but I do feel like I absorb less nutrients from food than I used to. I don't know okay. why. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that might be an onset for the skin issues that I was having. I was just going to say, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Hard, mm-hmm. hard to tell because, yeah. you know, when I went to the doctor, he was like, I don't really know. We don't really know what this is, actually. Exactly. It's just something that people have. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. like, what? You don't know? Yeah. Exactly. But you're meant to know. Yeah. <laughs> and then me. you still give me this medicine. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. don't, you don't know what it you is. You don't know? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. He's like, take this. It's going to kill your gut. Yeah. But take some good bacteria because then that'll help. I'm <laughs> oh like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, yeah, it's a really interesting time from a medical perspective also. Yeah, really. We have so much technology, but there's still so much we don't know about the human body. Exactly. And it's so interesting. Also from the... Like now I do the health coaching stuff and uh, when I have my clients, it's also so like so individual, like even though we are all kind of the same, but still on the spectrum, we're so different, like so different. So when, when somebody asks me like, um, now I have this problem, this and what can I do? Like, what can I do? It's like, well, I don't know because it depends on like a hundred things. So we have to like really get into like so mm. many details on why what the cause can maybe be and still we can't know it can be a lot of trial and error also yeah and we live in we live in a time where people just want instant yes like solutions yes you know but (laughs) they just don't exist (laughs) exactly right yeah yeah so you're just trying and see if it helps or not for new new young female entrepreneurs give one of your big tips for turning what you enjoy doing mm-hmm. your passion mm-hmm. into something that makes you money uh you have to like it you have to no you have to love it because otherwise it shows that you do it for the money you know i think that really shows and you can't fake that you can't fake that you really really love something and when you do people that also are like-minded they will follow and then it just happens. And just don't be afraid. Just do it. I think just do it. Don't know? be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. Ni- Nike. Do yeah, Nike. Exactly. Sorry, Nike. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's trademarked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just do it, I think, is a great phrase. Okay. Sometimes you just have to jump in. Like exactly. I said before, it, it, it can be tough when you're young, though. Like you said, there's a, you know, there's a lot of kind of um, doubt you have in yourself. Mm-hmm. to take that step especially when you're like 18 19 mm-hmm. years old there's mm-hmm. some characters like me that i i have zero fear at starting and failing stuff oh wow it's not a it's not a great thing my wife really does <laughs> like it she really does not like it that i'm just like hey we should do this we should do that hey what if i do this project hey i'm gonna buy a van hey i renovated a van hey yeah i'm getting into podcasting she's like <laughs> but it oh. turned out great right oh it always turns out some way yeah some way <laughs> right but i always learn something from it exactly yeah so you always regardless of you know whether you whether you start your business and you fail or if it goes viral and crazy successful mm-hmm. you always learn something from yeah it. yeah i think so too what's a hard lesson that you've learned over the last eight years 
Um, well, I would say to not be in a rush, like to let it take time and to let it be slow, because that's sometimes a lot better than just rushing and doing it like half-assed. Sometimes that's good because sometimes done is better than for perfect and you just have to do something and you learn on the way and then you notice that that maybe didn't work out but this good and you wouldn't have known if you wouldn't try. So not always, but um, sometimes it's better to, even though you have no patience and you just want it to get done now, to just let it take time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And how did you... So you made this mistake before? Uh no, I think it's like it's it's reoccurring. Yeah. Because I'm really impatient. Yeah. And I want things done yesterday. Yeah. But I'm so messy myself. Like I'm. I'm not the most organized. I would say. So. Your morning routine is probably the most organized yeah. routine. I've exactly. Ever. That's why I'm so proud of it. <laughs> Oof, that's my yeah. like, yes. <laughs> but other than that, no. And um, yeah. And. You said something in there, which I'm going to pull out and extract a little bit. Okay. You said done is better than perfect. Yeah. Why do you believe that? Because otherwise you wouldn't or I wouldn't have done anything, I think. And this is actually something that my one of my mentors from the, from the skincare business told me one time when I was like, I, I was having like some issues with something and I was like, Uh, I really want to do this and this and this and this is what I want to accomplish but something and then then she just told me that sometimes sometimes like really gently sometimes done is better than perfect like just do it and then you can build it and and then I started to do that more and I think that's one of the biggest reasons that I even have a studio cool because it's done it's not perfect you know yeah (laughs) I totally agree yeah I think that I think that the the first step is important, mm-hmm. you know, getting it done mm-hmm. and then perfecting it along the way. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you start something, if you start it perfect, it doesn't turn out that it actually is perfect. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it can be, you know, hypothetically, you open this beautiful, perfect studio. Mm-hmm. You know, the floors are amazing. The lighting's perfect. Mm-hmm. The space is great. You have great ceiling height. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, man. There's no place for my beauty place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're just like, I totally forgot about that because I was so heavily yeah. thinking about this one thing that had to be perfect that exactly. I forgot about these little aspects. Exactly. And then so many times also, if you just wait for something to be perfect, it's never going to happen because nothing actually is perfect, I think. And that's the beauty of it as well, to let it be raw sometimes. Uh, that doesn't mean it has to be like shitty, but there's a difference, you know? And if something is not completely perfect to me, it probably is to somebody else. Just perfect enough, you know? So then I think, yeah, I would have left a lot undone if I would just wait for something to be perfect or for the perfect uh, moment because that never comes. Never comes. Never. <laughs> the, amount of t- <laughs> the amount of times people ask me when is the right time to start a business. Yeah, it's never. When it's never or just now it's gonna be hard tomorrow it's gonna be hard tomorrow you know yesterday yeah it's gonna be hard today yeah start it and then just you know patch the boat as you go exactly yeah yeah i think it's really good advice Mm -hmm. the 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 done done is better than perfect i think is a it's not a phrase i've actually heard before okay and i'm definitely gonna use it yeah 
do it. Hesitation, I think, is, a, is the first killer of new businesses. Yeah, I think so too. Of course, you need to plan, you need to think things through. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a bit of an awareness of where, or what the direction is you want to take mm-hmm. you know, your idea in. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you hesitate for too long, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else could start that idea. Yeah. If you hesitate too long, you can be in a position where you've overthought it and exactly. then you come out with a product that is just way overdeveloped, especially from like a pricing standpoint, Yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. And also if you like start to think too much about stuff, then like, for example, this thing, if, if I would have had more time to think about it, I maybe would have said no. Because I would have gotten scared or like suddenly just like, no, I can't do it. No. But then now it was like this morning I was like, yeah, why not? And I didn't have time <laughs> to really think about it. Actually, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I threw so you then, in the deep end for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't have any kind of rehearsal. So. No. <laughs> no <laughs> but sometimes it's the best way. Exactly. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. This conversation could be curated a little bit more. But at the end of the day, we probably wouldn't find out a lot of things if it was. Yeah. Because we'd be following following a script. Yeah, exactly. What do you do? What does Sara do to calm her mind down on a stressful day? Uh, (laughs) I wish I had something good to tell you, but it's uh, I know what I could do and what I should do because I'm educated in that, so I could have a lot of tips, but I can't like stand by actually doing it. Um, but in the evenings the way that I calm down is by stretching like I have to do something like physical I guess with my body like stretching but deep stretches and at the same time listening to something really mellow or whatever but it can't be only that because then I get like really I have it has to be something with my body that I do (laughs) otherwise it doesn't work for me like just I couldn't sit and meditate or try to do some breathing exercises because I'm that like a little bit adehode in that way. So I have to, it has to be like some kind of task or yeah, physical. So I stretch. And I guess part of it's also also preparing for your morning routine. Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. getting the coffee ready and mm-hmm. you know, if you prep, prep your breakfast or whatever mm-hmm. you might do. Yeah. So you're kind of starting that routine, even though it's a morning routine, you're kind of yeah preparing your mind that, the day's ending and yeah you're gonna go to sleep and then you're gonna wake up and yeah exactly. you're gonna turn on the coffee machine and do your walk and yeah right and a big thing is is i think now that i studied more of these health things uh is to not have any blue lights like this i tried to put the i tried to put the computer away quite early and also my phone i always have it on the night shift mode so it's like yellow light and I never have any lamps on. I just have like candle lights or like really some just, you know, Christmas lights. I still have them. So because that's cozy oh winter God. lights. <laughs> Christmas is over, you know. No, but it's winter lights. <laughs> okay, it's winter seasonal light. lights. Ah, okay. For the cozy. I understand. I understand. <laughs> yeah, because that's, I read something that even like the smallest amount of light, like in some ceiling thing, like those things, if it has a, even a little like light, and it's completely dark that affects your sleep so uh and i've noticed that if i'm on my phone in the evening i don't sleep well so i that's a big thing in the night that i just try to put that away and put like a lot of yellow light so it's calming my mind something physical i think is a is a good um is a good piece of advice yeah 
I think everyone should do something, even like an evening walk, mm-hmm. if you really struggle to calm your mind down, mm-hmm. stretching, dynamic stretching, yeah, these kind of things. And I see that more as a release of like the day's toxins. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. I, ha- I have different things, in, but I, I, I really don't like to watch TV in the evening. Yeah. I really struggle with that. Mm-hmm. If, if my wife is there on watching TV, I, I don't like to get my mind stuck into what I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I don't know about you, but I get so hyped of, of something. I, if I watch something or something, I get like creative and ideas and stuff and i don't want that happening in the evening because I'm, then i'm up all nights and i need my sleep <laughs> let's talk a little bit about cold therapy oh because yes. you just you just brought it up and it, oh man i hate cold showers oh it's the best <laughs> but did you get this from wim hof uh well i've i've gotten a little into wim hof after but i guess it was from i i think also the biohacking like it's not a seminar it was like a um, like this whole thing, M- mess. Like a fair. Fair, yeah. yeah. So from there, there was just all of these biohacks and cold therapies, kind of a biohack, I guess, or it's just like something that us Finns have done always. <laughs> but true, actually, I didn't. Even, yeah. Yeah. With the ice swimming and stuff like this. Yeah. True that. It's like really common here but now they do it everywhere in the world but they have these tanks so they can get the benefits but we are really lucky here that we have it just naturally <laughs> um but yeah i don't know and then i started watching some youtube and also wim hof but i think that's maybe a bit too extreme for me <laughs> that dude's crazy yeah but really interesting yeah do you, do you um do you know of a guy named ross edgley no oh i've got you into something now this okay. is a rabbit hole Oof. Ross Edgley is an insane individual. Okay. His his premise is uh, kind of breaking the traditional laws of strength and conditioning. Okay. And uh, he has a book called The World's Fittest Book. Okay. Which I definitely recommend for like anyone. Okay. It's such an easy read. It gives you a good foundation on fitness and okay. activity. I find it really interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Ross Edgley, specifically his most recent... Um, achievement is he swam around Great Britain it's a big country he swam six hours on six hours off for like 157 days or something what that's next level insane next level I mean this guy he he climbed a, a 10 meter rope continuously to the height of Everest what he um he pulled a car in a running in a marathon length of a marathon oh, wow. he did a triathlon um pulling a tree trunk like oh 45 kilo or 100 pound tree trunk or something i'm really like now i'm happy you're filming this because my because fa- <laughs> i'm not easily like because my dad is a um like um what's it called uh, not a lead runner but he's um those like extreme runners or what is it called when they run like so many hundred like kilos. an ultra ultra, ultra runner? runner yeah wow and so like i'm not easily like impressed by things because it's like every day for me because of him that's next level insane. that's next level insane Oof. really interesting guy okay and yeah and he really pushes the premise of that strength and conditioning can't necessarily or strength and uh endurance uh-huh. can't ex- coexist 
Okay. And he just, yeah, he's an amazing individual. Someone you have to check out. Yeah. And, and reading his book, actually, The World's Fittest Book, okay. is how I found out about Wim Hof okay. the first time. You the Iceman. Send me the, this, because I'm not, I'm not going to remember your names, but yeah, send I'll, me I'll later. send you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's hugely popular now. Okay. Um, I can't remember how I first found out about him. I think maybe him and Eddie Hall, you know, the, the strong man, Eddie Hall. Yeah. They have some kind of relationship. They're both from the UK. And okay. I think I first found out about Ross when I was reading about Eddie Hall. Anyway. Okay. Wow. Amazing. But it's it, one, one thing that really interests me is how dynamic and diverse our bodies are. Mm-hmm. And we just, I don't, I don't know why, even myself, I'm, you know, I, I'm not going to be hypocritical here. I'm in probably the worst shape I've ever been in. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely find, I do have a history of training and mm-hmm. I still play rugby and mm-hmm. I try to stay a bit active. Mm-hmm. Of course, business slows things down. Mm-hmm. But I really find that so much of society is so, I don't want to use a word, but lazy. Okay, yeah. Maybe. And when I saw your kangaroo shoes, yeah, I was like, man, this is a solution to quite a few problems. Yeah. Because a lot of the laziness derives from, um, well, there's mental challenges to it also, but also the, the physical hurt and pain of... yeah what people have like this you know that arthritis and these kind of things and they go up i've got arthritis i can't do anything exactly you know and it holds them back yes so having some kind of solution yes and that also affects the mental side so much like people are so depressed nowadays and also well we know because we have been working out a lot so we know that that boosts our mood we get like happy we get endorphins and it like it's a good mental buffer to be in good shape and do that but people who don't and like just get sick and get these problems and have these problems with the back and stuff and then also the mental side it is affected so much so it's like it's a whole disease 100 percent. that's been my biggest thing the mental yeah. struggle yeah i can go and i can lift like mm-hmm. i can walk in the gym and i can still lift Mm-hmm. you know 240 mm-hmm. i can still squat 200 like i'm mm-hmm. still very strong yeah but the mental side i'm just like oh man yeah i just worked 16 hours yeah like my brain's fried you uh-huh. know but then when i you know usually or sometimes yenny pushes me she's like go to the gym yeah she knows you're gonna you know, be- <laughs> she knows i'm gonna be better after i get back yeah and this relative to the mental side is the cold therapy mm-hmm. a lot of people you know, I had a I had a really tough period at the beginning of COVID mm-hmm. because, you know, I felt really responsible for everything that was happening with my staff and yeah. having to tell them they were on, going on long tours. Like, that was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, as a business owner, you kind of feel, mm-hmm. like, partly responsible for how they pay their bills and the welfare of their family, yeah. to a degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and I, was, I had just this period where I was like, hot showers almost bothered me. Okay. Like, they agitated me. Okay. So I had cold showers mm-hmm. just for that period of time. And it, it helped you? It helped me. Yeah. Really. I really, I'm, I don't have cold showers every day. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. But during that most stressful time, yeah. I just felt like the heat was not something my body wanted. That's interesting. If that sounds weird. No, that's really interesting. And sometimes um, also it can be the other way around. Uh, I've noticed with me, I I like to go to Avanto, like to actually swim in the 
outside in the winter. But now, now this year, I felt like that's too much somehow. That's like, because it's a it's a stressor for your body, but it usually is in a good way. Like your body gets more resilient and more strong from that kind of short stress response. But then if you already have your stress levels very high and like are stressed and it's like a lot going on in your life, then that kind of brief, really strong stressor can do the opposite and like be too much. And I felt like that was this year that for me. So I haven't done it, and not, but I've just taken cold showers at home and I feel like that's somewhat smoother for me. Uh, and that does not trigger in a bad way. But, you know, so it's like, it's interesting for some people, it can be exactly what they need for you, but then it can be the total opposite. I think this comes down to being able to read your body. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? And having that understand. One thing that I really do appreciate is because I do, because I was in, you know, really, really great shape. Yeah. And I think that what that allowed me to do is understand what my body feels. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, I can feel when something's not right. Mm-hmm. You know, like the nutritional side with my my gallbladder and mm-hmm. how I eat food. Mm-hmm. Something just doesn't feel right. Okay. You know, like I haven't done any tests. I haven't done a blood test. I don't... Mm-hmm. But something... But you just know. I just have this feeling like my yeah. body's not getting enough. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sound, it sounds weird. But I, I feel like I'm pretty in tune with my body mm-hmm. after I have focused on improving my body's condition. Mm-hmm. So now I, I, I kind of get these feelings like the hot shower. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel good, you know? And I turn it down. I'm like, oh, that kind of feels good. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and for you also, yeah. now being in tune with your body and going, ah, the ice is too much. Yeah. Like that's, you know, it's not calming me down the same way that it was before yeah exactly. and then getting in the shower and going okay this is all right this is okay this is yeah. good yeah but getting in tune with your body can be tough yeah and i think that's also where the poisonous things comes in because so many people are too poisoned so they can't they have no connection to their body and just can't tap into that because there's too much poison and it's so poisoned from mostly food but also all of this like just everything that is going on um so yeah that's a really good point Mm -hmm. all these things around us that you know create this energy within ourselves that isn't in tune with what we actually need yeah and honestly entrepreneurship can be and in sometimes it can be a poisonous aspect Mm -hmm. yeah that's you know what i mean like that's (laughs) there is a there is an aspect that people don't like to talk about but there's a aspect of entrepreneurship where it's just not good for you yeah there are aspects of being an entrepreneur that are just not good for your health yeah there are and i also feel like a hypocrite almost every day because i uh, coach other people how to live a good healthy life and i know exactly it's not like i don't know but it's like i just can't do it right now myself because of work you know business and then i still tell other people how to do it so it's like it feels very like flipped, but I think also it's temporary. Everything is temporary. So hundred percent. Yeah. The, I want to talk a little bit about this, creating this kind of foundational element to your life. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is something which I find really important to the well-being aspect of health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I think you have your morning routine mm-hmm. and that kind of stems off into a bit of an evening routine also. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens in between there, 
as bad as it gets, mm-hmm. you always maintain those those two factors. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's benefit to people creating just a small part of their day? You know, if they have all this poison stuff around them, if they're an entrepreneur that mm-hmm. stress all day, mm-hmm. you know, or they're a they're a new mom you know mm-hmm. with different routines and mm. different aspects of life kind of coming left right and center yeah. do you think there's benefit to creating a small part of your day as a kind of you know quote unquote foundational aspect yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent because if you have your like routines and your base solid it doesn't matter what comes here throws because yeah. it, it just of course it's because rock bottom then is never rock bottom exactly if you think of it that way yeah exactly and it's like these things that you create yourself your routines you that's you can affect that and you can choose yourself and you can it's your work but then the stuff that comes that's things you can't control anyway so you why do you why put all the energy on that and be like everything is like oh fuck this is so horrible and this happened and this happened yeah it happened but it's gonna happen again and you can't control it so don't put the energy there put it into things you can control and then you have that you know strong foundation 100 percent. yeah i think that's a i think that's really the that's really where i wanted to get to yeah because for me so i so for momotoko i ran a, a leadership workshop Mm-hmm. Uh, about a month ago and we spoke about stress management mm-hmm. it's something that even employees really struggle with on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. you know managers and supervisors when you get that increased level of responsibility mm-hmm. that comes with stress mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, a part of that stress management course was the way in which our hormones react to stress mm-hmm. and the there's kind of two ways to mitigate that mm-hmm one way is to expose yourself to the same stress over and over and over again until the hormone release decreases okay this is that happens scientifically yeah um so in my case like i've dealt with so much now that i i really don't get stressed yeah especially relative to business okay um but you know like family life sometimes Mm -hmm. that really stresses me out okay you know because it's not something i've been exposed to over and over and over again it's something that kind of comes out of the blue yeah and the other way to mitigate stress is to have even if you just have 10% of your day focused on something that you do every day mm-hmm. and it calms you down mm-hmm. and it gives you a sense of control mm-hmm. that's enough to deal with the other 90% of the bullshit exactly exactly I'm glad you agree with me yeah I, I couldn't agree more that's what my morning routine is because some di- sometimes when I, it's not like I do it 100% every day because sometimes I just don't have the time. And sometimes I get home very late and then it's like, okay, now sleep is more important this particular day. So the days I don't do it, I it's not going well because I don't have my foundation. I didn't do the thing that I know that is helping me when she gets thrown at me. And uh, But when I have done it, it's like it, it doesn't matter. Like... Because it's, it's that 10%, but it's still so important. Yeah. And it's like so weird. Yeah. But it's... And everybody has that possibility. Everybody can, can do it, but people should just do it. <laughs> should, should the routine 
necessarily be healthy though hmm. what do you mean well if you have um if you have a routine of waking up and eating a block of chocolate uh-huh right even though that's something you control and something you do yeah <laughs> it should definitely be something that is supportive for you and not yep. something that is unsupportive and e- waking up at night first of all is not supporting supportive and eating was chocolate is not supportive <laughs> so so yeah it should definitely be something healthy <laughs> yeah something that allows you to get in tune with your body over a long period of time yeah so if you do that like 10 percent every day and you find something that calms you down and is in tune with your body's needs yeah vitamins fresh air Mm -hmm. with your walks Mm -hmm. cold showers for your stress relief Mm -hmm. you know so on and so forth yeah then eventually that 10 percent grows to like a much stronger mental yeah aspect of your life yeah it does really is there any days which you have missed your routine which I've missed. Uh, what do you mean? Is there is there any days that you've not done your routine? Yeah, there is a lot. Like for example, the, this morning I had my first class at seven a.m. So I I wake up five twenty-five. I don't have the full two and a half hours because I'm not gonna wake up four twenty-five. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> okay, so so I skipped the walk, but I did all the other stuff. But that was still like okay because I anyway like had classes from seven so yeah. i was anyway you got gonna your activity wake. yeah anyway i was anyway gonna wake up my body yeah um and then well sundays is quite holy for me i don't wake up 525 on sundays i just wake up whenever i wake up and then if i feel like going for a walk i do but i don't have any on sundays i don't feel like i need that to function anyway because it's a rest day so so yeah i would say it's like so although yeah. although you have this routine, I think you also need to show your mind flexibility in some yeah. cases. Yeah. Because if you hold too tightly onto that, it can also create stress. It really can. You know, and if you just think about, oh my God, I didn't go for my walk today. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about that over and over and over again, that's eventually exactly. it becomes a negative thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a fine line because you want to be like, hold yourself accountable and do the things you know you... you feel good doing but then it, to me in my life right now it's impossible to do it 100% all the time and then I just have to be okay with that and I have to be kind to myself and it, that it's okay because otherwise it's not nice <laughs> <laughs> absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah well it was really great to talk with you Thank you for having me. I'm going to stop it there because I think we've spoken about some really key aspects of of what well-being is. Yeah. Um, tell me, if, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, if someone wants to sign up for your classes, mm-hmm. tell them how they do that. Uh, easiest through my website, I would say. Studio VS with a double V dot V, F-I. And then uh, on Instagram also, it's quite easy. So that's Wellbeing by Sara. Cool. Come and jump, please, everybody. Cool. (laughs) Really great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. This was fun. (laughs) It wasn't so scary. (laughs) I'm glad glad you enjoyed it. I hope we get to talk more one day. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thanks.